Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Christian Parenting. Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Spirit's whole goal is to glorify Jesus. Jesus said to his disciples, He will glorify me. He will, He will, He is the Spirit of truth, and He will lead you in all truth. The truth being Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And so all of the Holy Spirit's work in our life is intended to glorify Jesus. And so think about that. What a tragedy it is that so many of us, me included, had been or are neglecting the Holy Spirit, forfeiting the Holy Spirit's work in our lives, when all we really want is to live lives that glorify Jesus. Hey friends, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me today, and I'm so excited to share this interview with you. Now you're just listening to a short clip from my friend, fellow Boy Mom, Jeannie Cunyon, as she is joining us today to talk about something a little different. Now she's written a couple books in the past. You might know her from her parenting books. She's been on the podcast before, but recently Jeannie switched gears and wrote a book called Don't Miss Out, and it's all about her journey rediscovering God's love through a better understanding of the Holy Spirit. Now, in this book, Jeannie unveils 30 little-known benefits of being in relationship with God's divine presence. And 
You guys, she does such a great job. And what I love is I know that there's so many moms listening who are raising up little boys, some of you raising up boys and girls, and you just want to communicate God's word, God's truth to your kids the best you can. And some parts are easier than others, right? Especially when kids are young or you're trying to explain something complicated. Well, Jeannie's book does such a great job of making the Holy Spirit understandable, relatable, something that we all will want more of. And then we can take what we learn from Jeannie and share it with our kids. So we get into that today. We talk about how we can make this really practical to our children. And I just think you're going to love it and you're going to want to read this book. But either way, I think you're going to want to just grow in your own relationship with the Holy Spirit. And again, I just can't wait to share it all with you. Now, before we dive in, I just want to thank you guys for being here, for being a part of this podcast community. It's been a great summer. I know I've heard from a lot of you who have been busy and traveling and you're just getting caught up. We did a series on boys and technology back in July. So if you've missed any of those, be sure to go back. They were favorites to a lot of people. And then we've just had some great interviews, so many fun topics. And you guys, this fall is going to be packed. So if you haven't subscribed yet to the Boy Mom Podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button. That way you'll be notified every week when a new episode comes out. And also, if you haven't subscribed to my weekly email, that's where you want to be. So be sure to go over to monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. That way I'll shoot you a little email every time a new episode comes out and I might give you updates on other things that are new or exciting or if I find a great article or recipe that's where I share all the good stuff so be sure to go over there and now I don't want to waste any more time I want to dive right into this conversation with Jeannie Cunyon talking about don't miss out on the Holy Spirit I think you guys are going to love it so put on your tennis shoes or stick your earbuds in whatever you want to do to enjoy this conversation I'll have a few final words to say at the end, but hope you enjoy. Hey, Jeannie, I am so excited to welcome you to the Boy Mom Podcast. Thank you, Monica. It's so good to join you. Yeah, well, I guess it's a welcome back. I was trying to remember. I'll, need, I'll put it in show notes, but I think you're on with me on like episode eight or something way back. I feel like it was so. at the beginning. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So it's always awkward to send anybody back to the beginning because it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I was new. You were, and um, so <laughs> no, you were crushing it back then, girl. You were crushing it back then. Well, I'm still, I still feel new around here, but I am so excited for the conversation we get to have today. And before we dive in to talk about the Holy Spirit and teaching our kids about the Holy Spirit and why we all need the Holy Spirit so desperately in our daily lives as moms, as boy moms. Could you just give a quick introduction to who you are and, and your boys and your life? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so my name is Jeannie Cunyon and I'm married to Mike and we have five boys. Um, they range from five to 24. Uh, and our, um, our oldest Andre, who's 24, he actually grew up in an orphanage in Haiti called Danita's children's home. And he just joined our family two years ago. So Monica, you and I used to joke about the fact that we both had four boys and in the, in the the range was very similar because you had the three kind of close together and then you had your last one, right? So that's for us, we call him our family mascot. (laughs) Um, so I've always looked to you because you're slightly further along in the journey than me, but an incredibly similar dynamic. Um, but then two years ago, we added Andre to our family. Mm -hmm. He grew up in an orphanage and, um, he, uh, is just such a gift to our family. He, um, is attending 
community college here in Connecticut. Uh, he's about to wrap up two years of that. And then he just got accepted to Lipscomb University in Nashville to pursue his dream to become a pastor at the church back in Haiti. Stop. So, I know. Oh my goodness. I know. What a beautiful story. I know. We're so proud of him. So five boys, male dog, uh, live in Connecticut, but grew up in the South, uh, Southern girl at heart, but here in Connecticut and love it. Um, and I'm adoption social worker by training. I have a master's in social work and never in a billion trillion years thought I would be writing and speaking, mm-hmm. uh, but kind of had a course change about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so my third book, Don't Miss Out, uh, it's released May 11th. And, um, here we are writing and talking about the Holy Spirit and how desperately we need him <laughs> and how faithful he is to come through for us. Isn't it true? Well, I'm so excited about that. But for anyone who hasn't read or seen your previous books, tell us a little bit about that too and how this is kind of a change even in your writing um, direction. Yeah. My first book was Parenting the Wholehearted Child, Captivating Your Child's Heart with God's Extravagant Grace. Um, And that was really about, and that's really what kicked off my writing life Mm -hmm. because I, at the time, had three boys under five and the wheels had come completely off. Uh, and I couldn't figure out why it was so hard and why I was so not good at it. Um, and I say that, you know, kiddingly, but to, you know, the truth is I, I didn't think that motherhood would be as hard as it was. I was raised in a home with two incredible parents who modeled the Christian life for me and were amazing parents. I was a preacher's kid. And, um, and so I, I always knew that motherhood would enlarge my heart. I didn't know that it would expose all my weaknesses. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm with you. Even, yeah. Right. Um, and so even though I was raised in the grace of God, I think as I got older, I really kind of fell into that performance perfection mentality. And I really thought it was my job to keep God happy with me through how I lived and then ultimately how I parented. So I just felt like I was letting him down all the time. And I felt like I was letting my kids down all the time. And that's when the Lord said, let me teach you about my grace. Because if you want to raise your kids to know my love and uh, my grace, you're going to have to know it for yourself first. Uh, and so he invited me into this beautiful journey of just really rediscovering what the grace of God actually is and what that actually means in our parenting. And then several years later, I wrote Mom Set Free. Uh, and that subtitle is Find Relief from the Pressure to Get It All Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the older they got, the more pressure I feel felt to mm-hmm orchestrate their lives, you know, so that they turned out all right. Um, You know, I had, you know, I kind of felt like uh, it was all on me to uh, make sure that they, you know, knew the love of God, that they were following God, that they were, their lives were producing the fruit of the spirit. And as I became, you know, more and more aware of the freedom for which Christ has set us free as moms um, to really embrace the role of, you know, being a seed planter, but not a fruit producer, um, and all these other things that we just kind of take on ourselves that are really the work of God in their lives. And so he wants us to lay down those things so we can actually thrive as moms in the things we've actually been called to do. Um, and so that was, that was mom set free. And I, you know, I kind of said, I, that might be the last book I write. Maybe I'll go back mm-hmm. to adoption social work now. And then about two and a half years ago, I became insatiably curious about the Holy Spirit. Um, and I did not seek that out. If you had, you know, made me name the top 20 
things I would write about next. Uh, the Holy Spirit <laughs> not made it in that list, or probably the top hundred, quite frankly. Uh, um, but I, I was just praying a very simple prayer, which was, Lord, I just want more of you. I want all of you. I don't want to miss out on any. I just love you so much. I just want to know you and all of you. And I really believe that his answer to that prayer was stirring in me a curiosity about the Holy Spirit. Um, I just had to know, I just really began to realize as I began to study scripture and look for the Holy Spirit at work in scripture, I realized how much I had been um, neglecting his presence in my life. And I, I didn't know I was neglecting his presence, but as I began to dig into scripture and look for where the Holy Spirit was at work in Jesus's life and empowering him and where he made a profound difference in the disciples' life after Pentecost, I thought, do I really know that power, the person of the Holy Spirit that gives us power? It's the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had back then. It's the same same Holy Spirit that the disciples had back then. It's the same Holy Spirit we have now. You know, I'm. I, there is more for me here. There is more for me to know of him. Oh. That is so good. And I love the story of even how you ended up naming the book because you already said just now, you know, as part of your story, don't miss out, right? Like you didn't want to miss out. And I'm so glad that, was it friends that you met with? I think you shared this on Instagram, maybe that friends pointed out that that would be the title, right? Yeah. I didn't know that the book was originally called All of God, which I still love. But it didn't capture my passion for this book. It didn't capture like the, the uh, just the excitement, the enthusiasm that I have for the Holy yeah. Spirit. And mm. as I was talking with two friends, we were actually on a text string, kind of you know bouncing off titles and subtitles. And one of them said, "Jeannie, you just keep saying you don't want people to miss out, like you missed out. Like you just keep saying you don't want people to miss out." And they're like, "We think that's your title." And I was like, "Well, that's so bossy." <laughs> I feel like it's like a pointing a finger at people. So that's why actually the title is like, it's script and it's kind of in a lighter color. So it did, it felt invitational and not like bossy. Yes. It feels invitational, completely invitational, not bossy at all. Well, really what it's saying is, listen, if you put your trust in Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. So essentially what I'm saying is don't miss out on what you already have. It's not something you have to go find and like, it's not a, you know, go find this thing because you're missing out. It's like, you already have him, but do you know what you've been given in him? Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I just, I get so excited. I love this topic. We could have like a really long conversation here. I love that you kind of structured the book around all the things that he is because the spirit is a person. And and that of course is one of your, he is topics is just helping us to understand that he, the Holy Spirit is a person. Absolutely the right way to say it. It's God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit, the three in one. Mm. So mm-hmm. three divine persons, one triune God. That's right. Um, and you've got 30, 30 different things that he is. Yeah. 30 benefits and, to the Holy Spirit's presence in your life. Yeah. So, so good. I want to name all 30, but at least to kick us off, can you share us just five things we should know about the Holy Spirit as we dive in? Yeah. I mean, it kind of, really goes with the first five chapters, kind of the foundational things that I thought people would be most interested in knowing if they were really going to continue to dive in to explore who he is. Um, And the first one is that the Holy Spirit is for our good. And I don't know that we know that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew that, but 
to the extent and to the and to the point that Jesus himself actually said in John 16, 5 through 7, when he was preparing his disciples for the coming ministry of the Holy Spirit, Jesus said to them, it is to your advantage, it is for your good that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. But if I do go away, he will come. And so Jesus is telling the disciples, it's actually better for you that I ascend. And so I think a lot of us hear that and we respond like the disciples did in that moment, right? John writes that sorrow filled their heart Mm -hmm. uh, because they were like, oh, Jesus, we don't want just your spirit, but Mm -hmm. we want you. You can't leave. This is not how they thought it was going to go down. And I think that's how a lot of us respond to the Holy Spirit. We're like, we don't want your Holy Spirit. We want you, Jesus. I mean, if I have you, I have all I need. And while it is true that we have everything we need in Jesus, Jesus is saying, but the Holy Spirit actually is me. He's the Spirit of God. He's the Spirit of Christ. And and he's not just the physical presence, because the disciples at that time just had Jesus' physical presence. That's right. But Jesus was saying, if I go... Then I come back, but I come as the Holy Spirit, and I actually live in you so that you are never, ever without what you need, because I will now take up residence inside of you, and I will radically change you from timid, fearful, (laughs) confused, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. denying me men to bold, courageous, articulate, on-fire gospel Mm -hmm. spreaders. I think it's that's the question that really... Um, or that's the statement, I guess I should say, that really drove my curiosity as I began to study the Holy Spirit. If Jesus said he's for my good, he's to my advantage, I want to know why. Why is he for my good? Because I couldn't, I mean, I was like, I mean, I he's for my good, right? Like he's the Holy Spirit. But like, I didn't, I couldn't get much further than that. And I'm a girl, again, mm-hmm. who's like raised as a preacher's kid in the church, sure. written Bible studies. And I was so unsatisfied with what I knew um, about him being for my good. That's right. Um, right. The second one is he is a gift for all who believe. Uh, I think there is this stigma. I think I know there is this stigma. I know you'd agree that there's just so many stigmas. There's so much baggage attached to the Holy Spirit, right? I mean, people say, well, you know, he'll make me weird. I'm like, he's not weird. People, people are weird. (laughs) People make him weird. He's not weird. He is incredible. He is so likable. Um, but we, he's a gift for all who believe. So the moment you put your trust in Jesus, God puts his spirit in you, right? So he is not for, uh, somewhere down the road. Once you achieve some level of Christianity, he is actually a gift given to you the moment you put your trust in Jesus. But then a lot of us keep him at arm's length because we go, well, I guess, okay, so he's a gift to all who believe, but like the people who actually engage with the Holy Spirit, those are either the super spiritual people or the super strange people, right? There are leaders and teachers and pastors who have gotten so close to Jesus that um, are so close to God, either one, that they um, know how to engage with the spirit or he's just for the super strange. He's just for the people who do strange things in his name for wealth and power and fame. And so everybody in the middle goes, well, what, 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 how do I relate to him? How do I right. access a relationship with him? And we're not talking about that. We're not talking about this priceless gift that's deposited inside of us. Uh, when we put our trust in Jesus, which is the third point, it's not just that he 
comes upon us or is with us. He actually lives in us. Mm-hmm. And that's an incredible gift given to us after Pentecost, um, where the Holy Spirit no, no longer just came upon people for a specific task or purpose, but that God said, now I will actually take up residence inside my people. I mean, what kind of God chooses to dwell inside the human beings he's created, right? I mean, it's just, it's mind blowing if you really sit with it. Yes. The fourth thing that's it, it's significant to understand about the Holy Spirit is that he never leaves us, that he is the most loyal friend and champion you will ever have, that he, that there is nothing you can do to get him to bail on you. Can, now, can you share the Dr. Seuss story right here? Because that was one of the points that I highlighted and, and loved from your book when you're reading the Dr. Seuss story to your son. Yeah, Changing. I would love to share that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's in chapter three. I'll read the first paragraph. Um, yes, my youngest son, Finn, loves Dr. Seuss books. One of his favorites It's the classic, Oh, the Places You'll Go. We've read it countless times, but on one recent evening, a particular line in the book jumped out at me and bothered me enough that I that before I turned the page to keep reading, I reworded the sentence to change the message. And then I read the page to Finn again in my own words, because every word matters. The sentence read, all alone, whether you like it or not, alone will be something you'll be quite a lot. And I changed it to read, uh, all alone is something we will never be because the Holy Spirit lives inside you and me. Hmm. And, and I love Finn, it. at even four years old, that's something I wanted him to know, even from that young age, that he will never, ever be alone because when he puts his trust in Jesus, God's spirit will never leave him on his own. So whatever he faces, whatever hardship he walks through, because he will walk through hardship because he is human and Jesus told us we would, um, that he never goes through it alone. And I think that's really profound. I mean, we, it's important to realize, and we talk, I talk about this in the book that, you know, it is true that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can quench the Holy Spirit. We can uh, not participate with the work the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives, but we cannot lose the Holy Spirit. And then the final thing I would say uh, that I think it's really lost on us when we talk about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit's whole goal is to glorify Jesus. Jesus said to his disciples, he will glorify me. He will, he will, he is the spirit of truth and he will lead you in all truth. The truth being Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth and the life. And so all of the Holy Spirit's work in our life is intended to glorify Jesus. And so think about that. What a tragedy it is that so many of us, me included, had been or are neglecting the Holy Spirit, forfeiting the Holy Spirit's work in our lives, when all we really want is to live lives that glorify Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is we end up striving. We end up working really hard to live God-glorifying lives. We end up striving really hard to produce fruit in our lives. We end up striving so hard to fulfill our God-given dreams and purpose. When in reality, God has given us his spirit to do those things in us and through us. 
So I think one of the reasons we see so many people, I call them Jesus dropouts, you know, people who go like, it didn't make any difference in my life is because they didn't know the power of the Holy Spirit. They, they bought into that lie, the lie of the enemy that says, you know, well, yeah, it's Jesus's job to save you, but it's, it's your job to live the Christian life. Totally. Right. Yeah. And really, you know, if we try to live the Christian life without the power of Christ, we're doomed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah. going to be discouraged. We're going to have a die, dry or dull faith. We're going to perpetually feel like God's disappointed at us. And all of that uh, can be overcome by leaning into the Holy Spirit and, and, and welcoming Him to become larger in our lives. That's right. I, I just have to wonder why why this disconnect. Like, Because it is so, like when we talk about it, when I read your book, it is so obvious. It is like, oh my goodness, every day, all day, we need the Holy Spirit. And yet how easy it is to start to just work in our own power and to really begin to forget, to miss out, as you would say, on the Holy Spirit's um, just availability to empower us to do the things we need to do. Do you think that's kind of like a spiritual thing? Like the enemy is, I mean, clearly the enemy is going to do great if we, you know, are, are not relying on the Holy Spirit. That's going to be a win on his side. Talk to us about this disconnect. Why do you think Christians are missing out? I, well, I do. I mean, I, I say in the book that I think the enemy's number one goal is to keep you from putting your trust in Jesus. Uh, but when he loses that battle, then he doubles down. Now his goal becomes to make sure that you don't know the power of Christ for your Christian life. So I do, I very much think that this is a spiritual battle, very much mm-hmm. so. Um, but I also think that uh, a lot of us just don't know what to do with him. Now, some of us are actually afraid of the whole, there are a lot of people who are literally afraid of God's spirit Yeah, because yeah. we've forgotten that he is God. He is, he is the spirit. So you, you love God and you love Jesus, but you don't want to have anything to do with the spirit because he just seems so wild. wild <laughs> that's the word that's coming to me. It's like yeah, a little out of control. Like, Yeah. Because I, I think we can put God in a box or we've got the Bible that just stays in those pages. But when you start talking Holy Spirit, you're talking about things that might, um, you know, push your comfort zone, right? A hundred percent. I mean, I joked in the book that I could have just as easily titled this book, How to Lose Friends and Not Make New Ones. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or How to yeah. Kill a Conversation at a Cocktail Party. That's another right. one. Right. Oh, there you go. People are like, What? Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this conversation. I just want to pause real quick to thank this episode's sponsor, which seems really fitting this week. I want to thank the Artsa subscription box. And you guys, you're going to have to go over to show notes to check out some photos of my most recent box straight from Galilee. It is so cool, you guys. I've gotten two of these so far and I love them so much. I cannot wait to share them with you. So Artsa is a subscription box that follows the path of Jesus through the Holy Land. And you can connect in a whole new way if you're like me um, and haven't been to the Holy Land, but you dream of going, well, this is a great way to get a taste and a feel for the Holy Land. Every three months, the Artsa team profiles a different city from the land of the Bible and delivers a taste of that place to your doorstep. Each box tells the story of the city in both biblical and modern times while highlighting the amazing artisans who call each city home today. You get food, gifts, and amazing content that brings the places and the people who live there to life. 
Artsa is on a mission to support small businesses in the Holy Land while building greater connection between Christians and the Holy Land. So you can join thousands across America who have joined the Artsa family. Now you can check them out at artsabox.com. I'll have a link to that in my show notes. But just so you know, every box includes something for the soul, something to inspire, something to learn, something to taste, something to share, something for the body, something to cook, and something to cherish. You guys, seriously, this blew my mind when my first box came. I thought it was too good to be true. Artsa is Hebrew for towards the land, inspired by Genesis 12, 3 through 5. And their name is meant to capture the experience they hope to bring us, namely towards the land of Israel. Now, also in the show notes, I'm going to have a link to a sweepstakes that they are doing, and it ends August 31st, so you want to hurry. But one of the um, prizes is two free tickets to the Holy Land. So hurry over to show notes where you can enter to win this um, amazing giveaway. And I just really hope you'll check out the Arts of Vox. I have friends who um, decided this was a great gift for someone they know who's visited the Holy Land and just loved it and would like to revisit it quarterly. What a special gift. So be sure to grab the link in the show notes, and I hope you will check out Arts of Vox and enjoy it as much as I have. Okay, friends, now back to my conversation with Jeannie. Okay, I want to camp out here. I want to know because I live in a place, I'm here on an island on the North Shore of Oahu where there's a lot of spiritual people. Yeah. There's a lot of rocks, you know, crystals. There's a lot of people who love to talk about mysterious, supernatural, spiritual things, anything but Jesus, anything but the Holy Spirit. And Help me Absolutely. reconcile, help listeners who want more Holy Spirit, but you know, it, it can be kind of a confusing thing there. It can be a very confusing thing. And I think the only way that we are going to change that is by actually getting to know him and discovering the person of the Holy Spirit, meaning he has been reduced to an energy and he is in some sense, I mean, you could say he's God's divine energy, but that's different than like the kind of things that's you're right. talking about, Monica, yes. right? It's, it's spiritual energies. Um, he's been reduced to the things by which he is symbolized. So fire, wind, uh, water. Um, and so he's been reduced to an it, this thing. Um, and that's okay. A lot of, if, if somebody's listening, they've done that. There's no judgment there. I mean, that might be what you've, or taught or what you've been, or what you've heard, because that is, that is a lot of the messaging around the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. So there's no judgment on that. I think the, the, the beautiful thing about this moment is, is God inviting you to say, let me actually introduce you to who he really is, because who he is, is a divine person with an incredibly dynamic personality. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit, people, that's like mind-blowing for people, that the Holy Spirit has a personality, mm -hmm. yeah. that he has a mind, that he has a will, and that he has emotions. And so when we begin to understand that about him, now you recognize how you could be in real relationship, how you could have friendship, how, how the companionship of the Holy Spirit is not strange or spooky. It is actually very beautiful and very real and actually very normal. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't, you know, normal is not natural. Those are different things, sure. right? Because he's not natural. He's everything about the Holy Spirit, about everything about our triune God is supernatural. But he's so normal. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's what we like, were made for, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so 
I think there's honestly, there's just so many stigmas and, and the, and the belief is that, and I feel it, Monica, I mean, I live in new England and people joke that this is a spiritual wasteland. And I, and I understand why they say that. And yet I've met some of the most beautiful, authentic, Jesus loving people you'll ever come across here, but we're not like, everybody's not getting up and going to church in the morning here, you know? And so to say that you're writing a book about the Holy spirit really does you know, can be a very interesting conversation starter or a very quick conversation killer. (laughs) But again, it's because of all the stigmas that are attached. It's because of the way we've seen people do things in the name of the Holy Spirit that were not of the Holy Spirit. Yes, you're right. That's And so we keep them at arm's length. Mm, We do. We do. Well, I just feel like, again, you know, kind of going back to how there is definitely a spiritual battle here, but I feel like we're just getting ripped off as believers when Mm. we you know, we allow, you know, we hear these other spiritual people talk about their rocks or their crystals or whatever it might be, the, the spiritual energy. And it's almost like that makes us shrink back when in reality we have the best news. Like we have all the power that they are seeking in these other places available to us without needing to go anywhere or get anything or contrive something. All that power is available to us. So I think that to shrink back and not share that is just, you know, something that the enemy, again, would love to see us do is, oh, don't talk about it because it's going to sound too spiritually. No, we have such good news. And I just, I think... And the real source of power. I mean, we have the real source of power. Right, the only real, true, supernatural yes. source of power. Yeah. Yes, that was there, hovering over the waters, in Genesis chapter one, bringing peace and calm to the waters. Right. I mean, the, we have this incredible power of the Holy Spirit, uh, and yet, do we know how to how do, do we know how to live in it, mm-hmm. and do we know how to share That's it? That's right. Um, and I didn't, which is why I had to, well, I had to write this book. I had to, I had to discover it and I had to, and I had to share it because it was too good to keep to myself. Oh, that is so awesome. Okay. Well, now that we're talking about sharing it, we've got a bunch of boy moms listening. You're a boy mom. I'm a boy mom. Let's talk about sharing this message with our own children. And maybe especially for somebody that this is a little bit newer to, maybe, you know, a younger believer or someone who's just going to be learning about the Holy Spirit through your book. Do you have some tips or advice on how we can communicate to our kids in a way that will be clear and inviting um, what the work of the Holy Spirit can be in their lives? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the coolest things that's happened in my parenting since rediscovering the Holy Spirit is the way I pray for my boys in the morning. Um, You know, we, when I drive them to school, we just pray in the car together and I, you know, just ask or whatever we need that day for the boys. And, but my prayers have changed with them in the car where now it's very much about Lord, help my boys remember today that you are not only with them, but you are inside of them, that there's nothing they face in school, that there's nothing they face on the football field. There's nothing they face in a precarious situation where they do not already have everything they need because you almighty God live inside them. Like, I don't know that there's a more empowering thing <laughs> no way. we could be telling our boys. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you put your trust in Jesus, the power of almighty God lives in you. There's no, there's no temptation you face today that he cannot help you supernaturally overcome. There is no, there is no line of thinking, no negative thought pattern in your mind 
that he cannot replace with life-giving thoughts. So it's like this incredibly real, Mm -hmm. empowering message for our boys. Help them to remember that you, God, the spirit of God, go with them and are in them today. And I think it, it it really instills this incredible, it does for me as a woman and as a mom, um, this incredible confidence that you have God in you and for you. And I tell the boys, you don't need more willpower. Mm. You need more spirit power. Yeah. So good. You need to know the, the power of the spirit in you for whatever you have today. And just that alone, just that messaging um, that I wasn't articulating before. Yeah, such um, a shift. It's big. It's yeah, it's really big. It's huge. And I always say that I, I think I'm not the only mom. Biggest fear would be, well, besides losing a child or facing something horrific, is my children losing us as parents. And you being someone that works with orphans and adoption and all the things that you do, for a child to ever face something like that just is so hard for my heart to even imagine. And yet what an assurance to us as parents, if our kids truly understand that they have the Holy Spirit living in them, there is just something so assuring to me, like, you know what, no matter what, they're going to be okay. They have everything they need. If I can, if I can instill that understanding in them now when I'm here every day, that they have everything they need to face, whatever may come their way, then if heaven forbid the unthinkable happened, um, myself or my husband or both of us were taken or whatever might come their way, whatever bad news they face, if they have the Holy Spirit, they're going to be okay. So I see it as just like, let's teach them now in the good days. Let's teach them now when times are safe and secure, because who knows what is going to come our way in this world, in the world we live in today, right? So we want that assurance that our kids know. So what an important thing to focus on when they're young. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think about even younger ones. I think about my five-year-old Finn because our other boys are uh, 11, 14, and 16. So those are prayers that really resonate with them in the car. But I even think about like my little Finny as we read the Jesus Storybook Bible. And we read, so parents with younger boys who are listening, as you read the Jesus Storybook Bible and you read these stories, Jesus's miracles, right? The things that Jesus did, you can, po- we can point out to our children that, that Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit in his public ministry. And that is the same. Not We don't get a junior version or a mini version or a 2021 version of the Holy Spirit. We have the same Holy Spirit who was empowering Jesus in those stories that we're reading with our kids. So it's not to say, you know, you're going to wake up tomorrow, little Finney, and perform some miracles, but it's the point of making that connection for, not that he couldn't. Sure, I was going to say. We'll put limits on what God could do. Um, He can do anything. I've seen it. Um, But I think it's just, these are sweet little ways that we can even encourage our young children as we read scripture with them, pointing out where the Holy Spirit is at work in the Bible, in the stories that we're reading with them. And even at a young age, letting them know that, you know, when you put, when you put your faith in Jesus, you have that Holy Spirit. So these are just sweet little ways that we can, even when we talk about like Dr. Seuss books, Mm -hmm. right? You know, you're actually never alone because God never leaves you by his spirit. So I think as we start to think about how to weave him in, there's actually some very real and tangible ways we can do that for our boys. And I've, I've heard you talk about this and I just love that, that, there is opportunity throughout every day. And even to, you know, my my youngest 
sometimes has an obedience problem, but to point out to him that when you actually take a step of obedience to honor your parents when it's hard, you're, you are, the Holy Spirit is enabling you to do that. Like celebrate the little things, like look at you. God just gave you the courage. He uh, enabled you to do what was right in that moment. And it's almost like their little eyes open up like, oh, whoa, I do, I do have power in me. I can overcome temptation. I can overcome sin. And what I find, you know, as an adult and what I try to teach my kids is what an adventure this life is when we're walking with the Holy Spirit. Like, I love that you named your book what you did because I just think don't miss out. Like, we we can take life from so ordinary and, and mundane to so exciting if we're looking for all the ways the Holy Spirit is working. And I think for our kids, last summer we did, um, as a family, when the pandemic hit and the boys came home from college and all that, we went through the Experiencing God workbook from like 100 years ago. I don't know if you ever did that back yeah. in the day. That, but I know that I know the book is a phenomenal. Yes. Book. Well, we went through it as a family and it was like this little revival in our home because we were all looking for where God was working right in front of us, in our home, in our relationships, online. I mean, everything seemed to come alive. And I just think that's the Holy Spirit. And again, we can miss out so easily when our eyes aren't open and our heart isn't attuned. And so I just love everything about your book. I hope that everybody can read it. And I I think that these are truths that we should be teaching our kids because this is what they need to face what's going on in the world. They need this to be prepared for um, everything. It's a, it's a crazy world. Our our boys need to know that they have access to the Holy spirit. And I love that you pointed out like being aware of where he is at work in their lives and pointing that out to them. I think that's so powerful. Like that was the spirit in you, yes. right? That was the Holy Spirit who empowered you to do what was right. Or another, I think, really maybe important thing to mention for our boys that can feel really tangible for moms listening is just helping them understand the conviction of the Holy mm. Spirit. That nudge, yeah. that nudge, that thing in you. So when my boys, you know, if my son lied to me, we'll, you know, find out, we'll talk about it. And I said, Hey, son, when you were when you were saying that thing to me that wasn't true. Was there anything inside of you that was like, oh, uh, oh, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I've had this conversation. I love it. I said, that's the Holy Spirit. He was, he was guiding you to do the right thing. And you chose the flesh. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We all do. Yeah. I mean, every day we, we all do mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, I sin and fall short every day. Um, but, but helping them identify that so that as, so that as they continue to make choices, they can go to Galatians 5 and think about how Paul wrote, let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Mm. Then you won't be doing what the sinful nature craves. Yeah, I love that so much. And I just think I'm such a believer in just communicating with our kids just honestly and openly. So probably too for any moms, um, just to talk to your kids about your own journey with the Holy Spirit and talk about what you're learning and maybe your own convictions and areas that you are growing. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really, really, I'm really glad you mentioned that. I think it's something I'm doing a lot now because I neglected that conversation for so long. So whenever we can point out his work in our lives, I think it gives Mm -hmm. them something to look at and understand, Mm -hmm. kind of help dispel some of the confusion of the mystery for them. Because now we're we're making the Holy Spirit made known to them and it kind of removes some of that that mystery that feels so intangible. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think too, even as parents, when we blow it, you know, we talk about asking forgiveness, but also 
maybe coming to the kids later and saying, you know, I was really convicted. The Holy Spirit laid on my heart that the way I spoke to you. I mean, why not use that language more in your own just, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So many good things here, Jeannie. Uh, Before we wrap up, would you tell us, I think you've got something coming out in a few months time that would be super helpful to go along with this book. Would you talk about the Bible study? Yeah. So in December, um, we're uh, publishing a Bible study with Lifeway. Um, It's a seven week. Is it seven? Did we end up at seven or eight weeks? I can't remember. We're in like final edits right now. Um, But it's called Never Alone, Parenting in the Power of the Holy Spirit. And so while the book is kind of 30 short chapters, all benefits of having him, then the Bible study kind of then takes that and, and explores, well, how do I parent in this power? And they're by no means dependent on each other. A lot of what I talk about in the book is in the Bible study, because you can't power in the Holy Spirit without knowing who the Holy Spirit is and learning Mm -hmm. to rely on him in your own life. So the Bible study will do both those things, really help you know who he is, um, how to rely on his power in your life. And then how do you parent in that power and how do you introduce him to your children? So it kind of continues the conversation. Mm, awesome. I will share that as soon as it's available for sure, but we'll link to if it's if there's pre-orders or something, we'll be putting that in show notes. And then also just tell everybody where they can find and follow you right now and where they can get the book and all the rest. Yeah. JeannieCunyon.com is my website. Jeannie Cunyon is my Instagram. Everything's Jeannie Cunyon. Um, and there's always links in my uh, bio on Instagram for the book or to my website. If you um, book is, you know, wherever books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, all the places. I love it. I also would love for you to share um, about Danita's children. Where could people find out more about that and the work you do there? And yep. Um, so I actually link to them in my Instagram bio. Okay. Perfect. Uh, but they're on, so they're on Instagram. Danita, I think it's at Danita's children, but um, right there in my Instagram bio, you can find them. And then they have a website. Danita, I think it's just Danita'sChildren.org, but a phenomenal organization. We travel there every year. Uh, we know their missionaries and their leaders, so filled with integrity and faith. Um, and there's so many more children who need sponsors, and um, they're just they're just the best part of my year. Every year that we go visit them, it's just the highlight of our year. I love following your photos on Instagram when you go. It's always so encouraging. Oh just man, I love those kids beautiful. so much. Mm, awesome. Well, Jeannie. I love you. I love your work and your writing. (laughs) So thank you for taking the time. Boy Mom. (laughs) Boy Mom. It's such a good book. Yeah. And you're quoted, your your previous books are quoted in there too. So it's just fun working and doing ministry alongside you. So thank you for taking the time to be with us today. You're amazing. And I am going to encourage everyone listening to find a way to get their hands on your book. Um, Do you have the audio version coming out? Are you the one reading it by any chance? Yeah. And it's you? Yeah. Awesome. You have such a great radio voice. <laughs> oh, I didn't read it. I didn't read it. Oh, you it. didn't I, read it. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that part of the story. No, I was, oh. I wish I, and looking back, I wish I had, but I did not read it. But, and it's so funny. I can't listen to it. I can't listen oh, to yeah. somebody else read my book, but I've had several. It's so weird to me. I'm like, I don't want to oh, listen to somebody else read it. Well, but I can't I've listen to myself several, read my book. So. Right. It's just weird. But I did yeah. have several people tell me that she did a phenomenal job and that if I oh, did listen, I'd be very pleased. So <laughs> well, that, that makes helps. me feel better. I'm not, I'm still not listening, but that makes me feel really good. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, everyone needs to find it. And I just want to thank you again for taking time to join us here today. God bless you and aloha.
All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. And again, be sure to visit show notes to grab links uh, to the book, to Jeannie's site, everything else. And you can do that at monicaswanson.com forward slash 119. That's episode 119. Okay, so thank you so much for being a part of this community. Thank you for your ratings and reviews. You guys are the very best. And I just can't wait for everything we've got ahead. So have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Aloha.